Welcome back, everybody. It's the next episode of Sapphire Kitchen Radio. Uh, it's been a little bit of a drought in terms of how many episodes I've put out recently, um, but I've been doing some traveling, and I just wanted to recap some of my experience while I was traveling out here. Um, I went to Trinidad for the first seven days. I got in last Monday morning, early morning, and um, I went to T- Tobago first, and then on Thursday I left to come to uh, Port of Spain. And wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a place. Seriously, this is this is a, a cultural hub. Um, it's a place that I, I really think I've had such a good experience here in terms of just the, the times I've had, the people I've talked to, interacted with, um, the food I've eaten, what I experienced. It's, it's a very, very unique and interesting place, and I'm really happy and, and satisfied that I came all the way down here. Now, it's kind of unorthodox. I actually traveled down here by myself. Um, it's I've solo traveled before and I actually enjoy it and there's there's some pluses and minuses to it obviously um, but I actually didn't really know that many people down here at all before I came down so it was I think even a bit more of a challenge in terms of stepping out of my own comfort zone and really putting myself out there and honestly I, I'm so happy I came down here I really have had the best time and I can't express that enough uh, I'm gonna get into kind of some of the details of my trip and kind of talk through some of the things I experienced and maybe go through day by day and kind of recap what happened. Um, So stick around. So to start off, the reason I wanted to come down here was I actually really enjoy Trinidadian food. And now I think most people, if they think of Trinidadian food, they might think of it as like normal Caribbean food and kind of it's in the same, they put it in maybe the same category as like Jamaican food or other um, food from the Antilles and the islands in the Caribbean. And I actually think it's doing it such a disservice because this is truly such a unique cultural and blend of, of people here that it just creates this this like fantastic almost like uh, it's 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 such a it's it's so int- I can't I can't really put it to words right now it's it, it creates this really unique blend and creole of or melange rather of, of flavors and tastes and textures and ways of eating and stuff like that so I, that's something I really enjoyed and having it before so I wanted to try and 
pay homage to it and kind of understand. I like to cook the food. I like to, to make roti. I like to make doubles. I like to eat pilau. I like to um, eat some of the other like hot salads, cassava salad. Uh, what else that they have that's, that's super unique? There's just too many names. They have like the different chutneys and tamarinds, like, um, sauces and pepper sauces that they make. There's there's like really a lot of unique things. Green seasoning, for example. Those are just some of like the main, I guess, more well-known things that I wanted to try and and work into things that I make. Right. So I wanted to come down here and understand like what the actual flavors and tastes like, like tastes are like that are authentic, so I could not bastardize it when I make it myself and when I prepare for other people and say, oh, I can make this and offer it to do that. I don't want to make it something, I don't want to make something that's, you know, doing the, the people and like the culture justice. I don't want to appropriate any culture. That's not something I'm trying to do. I try to be authentic and pay homage. And if I want to veer off from that, at least I, you know, I, I understand like what the the normal or the baseline should be. Right, so I want to come down here and kind of experience that for myself. And I had spring break from school, and I thought it'd be a perfect opportunity to just take some time to go down there, Tobago, and Trinidad, or our sister islands, as most of you probably know. And on Tobago, it's a lot different. I went there first on my trip because I really just wanted to be by the water. I wanted to just really relax and decompress. There's a lot of hustle and bustle um, in my life, like on a normal day-to-day -day basis. In terms of living in a city, a metropolitan city that is, and kind of just, you know, the commute, the job, uh, keeping up with people, hanging out with friends, stuff like that, it, it can be a lot, and draining. So I just needed like the reprieve to kind of just relax, decompress, and kind of really think about, or reflect on how I want my year, how my year has been so far, and how I want my year to keep going, right? So I thought perfect opportunity. Tobago, absolutely gorgeous. I, it's, I, I didn't do, I didn't explore the whole island, and when I solo travel, one thing I'll mention is I actually try not to see everything at once, because I think it gives me nothing to, to come back for. It doesn't let me, you know, if I see everything at, at one time, I feel like, one, I probably rushed through the time I was there, and like, didn't really take time to just relax and, you know, not really stress out about anything, and two, I just think about the fact that if I want to go back with people, I want to be able to experience new things with them. I don't want to just, if they all say I want to do something, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, well, you know, I already did that. Let's not do that. Because then it's taken away from their experience, too. So I try to leave things, um, I try to take things slow when I do these solo travel um, excursions because it would mean, you know, I, I would take opportunity away from other times I want to go back and maybe not want to rush back to come to, come to this place again. So that being said, I stayed in the eastern part of the island, which is called Crown Point. And the farthest I traveled was west to Scarborough, which I think is the capital of Tobago. Um, they're, very, they're very, very different, the way that they they look up here, like the busyness of them. Crown Point's super slow, it's where the airport is. Um, and Scarborough, Scarborough is like, it's like a city, like a, I would say cause a Caribbean city, it's just very busy. Lots of people out, hustle and bustle, people moving, constantly doing stuff, hustling. Etc. Um, but I think one of the highlights of that trip for me, um, well, one of, the, yeah, one of the highlights was uh, going to Fort George, which was like in Scarborough is one of the highest points in the island, and you can see out into the Caribbean Sea, and you can actually see. I think I could be wrong, 
I think you can see, there's another island I could see. I wasn't sure exactly what it was. Um, I thought it was Venezuela, and then I looked on the map, and I was like, that can't be right, because Venezuela is closer to Trinidad, and Trinidad is far, it's farther from Tobago than it is from Venezuela, so I said, there's no way I can see, like, over 30 miles into the horizon and see, like, Venezuela, but uh, I'm not sure. I actually kind of want to figure out what it, what island I was actually seeing. Um, I really like views, so that was, like, one of my favorite things to see, and just looking into the ocean and kind of sitting there and just letting, um, you know, letting nature just, like, be my, my orchestra in the background. It was or the soundtrack to, to my time. It was, it was really, really peaceful and serene. It was beautiful, but the only thing that I did not like was super, super, super hot. Me not thinking smart, I forgot that, or I didn't forget, but I wasn't taking into the fact into consideration that um, both Trinidad and Tobago are very, very close to the equator, and that sun just hits differently at 12 o'clock. <laughs> it hits a lot differently. I think I got sunburned through my shirt. I, I probably should have just wore a hoodie. That would have been better, but then I would have, you know, had heat exhaustion something like that, I would have had to, you know, get rushed to the hospital, but that was definitely one of my highlights, the, the first, one of the lowlights I had of that first part of the trip was my flight got changed in the morning, um, it moved me back before I left from D.C., and I ended up getting in at around, like, 2 o'clock in the morning in Tobago after landing in Trinidad and then taking another, uh, it's like a, it's a 25-minute flight, it's really, really short, um, so I ended up getting in at 2, and just kind of decompressing the next day, I just hit the beach and just chilled, and that's when I got the worst sunburn of my life. Um, didn't put on enough, or I guess I didn't have strong enough sunscreen, because the sun just hit right through it, very, very disrespectfully, and my whole body's offended now. It's uh, it's gonna be a little while before I look uh, like I'm not a peeling onion, <laughs> but that was that was the first part of the uh, the first day at least, and then the second day. Um, I actually took the time to go to Scarborough. That's when I went on Fort George, and I was able to look out and see the view, and it's a, a tremendous hike to get up to there. I was walking the whole time. Um, I, I don't know what the exact elevation is, but it's definitely a calf burner trying to get up that hill. Super easy to go down it, but really a calf burner to go up, go up it. And it was just it was really peaceful, you know. I got to look out to the ocean and just kind of take in nature, as I was saying, and I think that was like one of my favorite parts about that and then on the way back right on the way back from scarborough i i stopped yeah the way that they don't have like they have a public transit system so they have buses but it's not super super reliable and nor did i really know how to get a ticket and like when they would go like what times they were scheduled for and you know, when they'd be there so i just took the they have like maxi cabs which is essentially like people instead of like it's actually a pretty interesting concept. It's you can just like kind of hitch a ride, and it's super cheap. So like one US dollar is about it's a little over six TTD dollars. So I think from to go for like a fifteen minute drive or a twenty minute drive about it was only like I think nine TTD. So it was like a dollar twenty or something like that, dollar thirty. It was pretty cheap and it was pretty convenient, super fast. So it was just someone's car that they just you know you could bum a ride with somebody. Um, so it's cool you can support local, local businessmen because it really is a hustle. This guy I got a ride from twice, he was essentially just like zipping up and down. It's like one main road that they have that goes from Crown Point to Scarborough. 
Um, he was just zipping up and down the road, just like picking people up, dropping off, and that's how he that's how he gets his money. That's how he makes his living. So um, I don't mind supporting that at all. But on the way back, I actually ended up stopping a little bit further from where I was staying in my Airbnb, and I went to this roti shop that was on the side of the road, and I just saw that they had pumpkin roti, which is something that I really love. I, I like roti in general, but I really like um, pumpkin, like curry pumpkin. So I was like, oh, this is perfect, great. Walk in, super small. It's like, it looks like in, in someone's kitchen, they just put up like a kind of, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say a facade, like a, a fake wall with a curtain. There's just a wall with a curtain on it. And they're just, you know, tossing the roti back there. Um, they have, I think the sauces, the filling's made already. Um, but it was, I think for a large portion, it was only 20 TTD, which is super cheap. It was like 2.30, almost $3, something like that. Super cheap, but super filling. It was about the size of, I'd say it's like maybe one and a half Chipotle burritos, maybe. Or I could be gassing it. Maybe it's about like the size of a Chipotle burrito, which is like, it can run you like $12, America. So definitely a fan of that and definitely a fan of the filling inside. It was actually so good. I went back the next day and I asked her if I could get a lesson from her. Um, the woman that was running the shop, it's its like, essentially, I think it was her house, and she has, like, her family working there. I think her, her sister and, like, her son were helping out. He was at behind the register, and I asked her if I could get a lesson, and I just try to make contact with her, and I think that's, like, something I try to do and push myself to do when I'm on these trips is, like, just network and socialize with people in that way. Right? It's almost like, not that I'm treating it like business and everything has to be about business, but I think, you know, I really respected what she was doing and, like, how she was making a living and the fact that like the roti was ridiculously good, super inexpensive, and it's just something that you know is very normal to her. But it's something that I know that um, for me it was it was a really cool experience. So I told her I, I stopped her and I said you know that was that was really amazing. Um, this this is one of the best things I've had since I've been out here. I, I would love to have you show me and you know maybe you can you can give me a lesson or something. Ended up not working out unfortunately. Um, it's kind of hard to communicate through text and whatsapp um in terms of like how uh, receptive people are in terms of getting back to you so i reached out but um it didn't work out unfortunately and that was on my my last day i was supposed to do that so i left on thursday morning and instead i just i went to the beach those last two days so i think um the night that i came back from scarborough i ended up just going to pigeon point which is like one of their nicer beaches it's kind of one of their more well-known beaches as well um and it's like only a five to ten minute walk from my, uh, my hotel, or excuse me, my Airbnb. It was just so nice, I got to sit in the water, just let the waves hit, or listen to the waves, like just crash into the rocks on the beach, and just sit there and kind of watch the sunset, especially while I was in the water. And then it started raining, and something I actually discovered that I like a lot on this trip is um, swimming in the rain. Oddly enough, it's like really, really calming, and it's, it's actually acoustically sounds really nice if you're underwater or just in the water itself. It's a very, I don't know how to describe it in terms of the word to use, but it's just a very relaxing and it's just it's just a relaxing and very yeah therapeutic. I would say maybe is the word. It's very therapeutic and refreshing to just hear, like just be a part of nature, just kind of sit in the ocean and, and float there while the sun's setting and rain is falling. Um, almost simultaneously. This is really really nice. Um, then I went back, got some food, and 
ended up just, uh, I think she only feeling I was like really tired because I had walked a lot that day. I think like over five miles or something like that. And then uh, the next day, I went to contact that woman to see if I could get um, the lesson. Didn't work out, so I ended up just staying on the beach and actually left that morning to go to Port of Spain. Now, Port of Spain, didn't know what to expect, really. I, haven't, I don't think I know too many people who have traveled there. Luckily for me, my coworker um, is super nice, and she's from here. And she put me on to some people and kind of was trying to introduce me to some of her friends that are from here. Um, and that live here, grew up here, um, so that I could feel more comfortable and have an easier time transitioning into my trip, which I'm super grateful for. Um, so that was kind of reassuring to know that I could meet some people down here and um, actually reach out to another friend from college and was able to talk with him and he introduced me to his, um, I got in contact with um, someone he knows and I ended up meeting with them too and that was, that was a really cool experience. And it was just good to just talk and chat with people and kind of understand like what they felt like growing up here, like how they like it, you know, what the, their experience is here versus, you know, somewhere that, somewhere else that they've traveled to or been and kind of just get a feel for what the place is like from locals and that was really fun. So I got into Port of Spain on Thursday. Getting a taxi from the airport was, or my ride back from the airport was interesting to say the least. I ended up getting a cab with somebody who, <laughs> they had the cab driver running errands while <laughs> while we're on our way back. And then the whole time she was just like, yeah, I'm just having him run me these errands so I can go back to the airport, which is cool. You know, that's that's fine. But it was just, it was a long, it was a long portion of the trip. At that point I was like, I had been in the sun all day. I'm, I'm like super sunburnt, I'm tired, I'm just like drained. Um, tons of sand in my hair that I just can't get out. So it's like sand flying everywhere while I'm in, <laughs> in the car, just, um, just chilling there. And so I, I finally get back and then uh, I get to my Airbnb, it's super nice, really lucky that I got um, such a nice place, kind of last minute, because I think I booked this trip maybe like a week, two weeks out, two or three weeks out, and I was lucky that I was able to find something um, kind of affordable and really close to like where the main attractions are, like the places to be in in, um, in Port of Spain, which is like our Pizza Avenue. If I'm butchering, if I'm <laughs> butchering the way that it's pronounced, that's not my fault. I just can't read some of the words here, or maybe I'm just illiterate, but um, I'm trying. So I ended up getting in that day, and then I was like, you know what, let me get some food. Or So I went to the grocery store. That's something I actually really like to do as well. Um, back home, I love grocery shopping. As weird as that sounds, I just think it's, again, really therapeutic and relaxing to just go in the grocery store and just walk around, look at the ingredients, and what I kind of do when I'm in there is just I really just like run through recipes and things that I can make in my head and kind of ideas and kind of just run them all off while I'm, while I'm walking around in the grocery store. So it's almost like a, it's a good creative exercise too, I guess, because there'll be stuff I'll look at like, okay, well, I have this at home. I have this. Is there anything that I need that I can make or like change that I can add to be different and kind of fix what I like to make? I try to, I try to cook every day. Um, best possible because I think I forced myself to have to do that as well because I only have like two Tupperware containers right now I still need to buy more um, <laughs> that's that's a whole different issue right there in and of itself so got to the grocery store I went out um, and came back and I just want to get a feel for the area and kind of orient myself that's something I like to do as well I don't like to like be in different places and really feel like I'm lost I actually hate that feeling of like being lost and like not knowing where to go and uh, it's, it's just not a good feeling. It's like not very comforting. 
at all. Um, so, once I got back, I was able, actually went out, I had luckily been asking some people for advice on like where to, where to go, like where were the spots to go. So they have the term here called liming. So I was looking for a good liming spot to, uh, for the night, just to kind of, you know, listen to some good music, hear some soca, maybe have um, some drinks or something, and just kind of see if I can mingle and talk to people, et cetera. So I ended up going on the avenue, and I went to this place called The Pub on the avenue, and this place, like, literally does not close. I asked one of the locals here, and they said that it doesn't, like, they've they've had nights where <laughs> they go until, like, 8, 9 in the morning, and the bars are still open, and it'll be, like, maybe, a, or if that's, like, on the weekend, it'll be, like, a match, like, a, soccer, a football match on the next day, and they'll just ask people to, like, move to the sidewalk for, like, 20 minutes so they could just clean the place. And and then they can resume activity after that. Um, so I thought that was really funny, but that was definitely one of my highlights. Um, going there that night, just kind of hearing music and seeing what the vibe was like, and it was definitely it's definitely really cool. They had March Madness on when I came there in terms of uh, like the basketball. So I was actually kind of it was cool to catch some of the games. I hadn't really been catching up with it a lot this year, but um, it was cool to see um, some of the madness in March. <laughs> um, so that was definitely the start to. My weekend, and then the next day, while I was here, I knew there's like some things that I really wanted to try in terms of food that I really couldn't get over in Tobago. Like mostly in Tobago, what I was eating was um, I had the roti twice, roti twice, and then I had um, what do they call it. I had pilau, which is like this really, really, really good dish. It's like stewed chicken. So stewed chicken is usually made in like a caramel sauce. So you just kind of you uh, you throw sugar in a hot pot, some oil. Um, let it brown and then you throw your chicken in with whatever you're seasoning it in. Usually here's green seasoning, which is just like a, an herbal mix of like chadambeni, which is like culantro as, as some people might know it. Um, celery, uh, there's some, there's some uh, finger peppers in there. Obviously like a spicy salt, garlic, thyme. Um, I don't think they put sage or anything like that in there, but it's just ingredients that kind of make it green. Also, I think it'd be nice with um, cilantro as well. Give it a little bit extra citrus flavor and lime juice, obviously vinegar, um, but those, and I think maybe I like mine with a bit of sugar, so that'd be nice. Um, but throw the chicken in, then you throw in uh, like your pigeon peas or your red kidney beans, and you throw in some coconut milk, squash, etc., and your rice, and just let it boil, and everything cooks in with the, uh, the coconut milk and the chicken broth. Um, it's really, really, really delicious, really good. Um, so I had that and some kingfish, and then I also had, um, I did have doubles in Tobago, and to be fair, like, if I had to make a comparison, I actually like the ones here in Trinidad a bit better. Um, they're just really, um, they're, like, everyone makes them different. I think that's actually kind of a cool thing. Like, people can have their own variety. It's like their own variation, variety, and take on it, um, which I thought was really cool, because that means there's, like, no... Like, there's no, there's like a baseline, I guess, of like taste and flavors you should have and kind of like what you would expect from it, but there's no, not, not every double is made the same. I'll say that. <laughs> I will say that for sure. Um, but that was, that was probably one of, that was definitely, the food was really good. It was super cheap too. I think I got like a platter of uh, kingfish and the kingfish fillets and also uh, pilau for like 55 TTD, which is like, I think eight dollars and it was like the size of it was with salad as well it was like the size of a regular takeout or to go from like uh, any caribbean restaurant and that usually can run you like up to 
12 or 13 dollars so i was definitely eating on a bargain for sure which is really cool um and then here like i said there's definitely some things i wanted to try like the doubles and the roti so um on friday i think it was i went out to i just want to walk around and see the city so i had to go to the bank and i decided to um kind of walk around queen's park which is where they have um juve and they have uh, some of the carnival performances and it's kind of crazy i think carnival was maybe two or three weeks ago and there's still paint everywhere like everywhere like where i'm staying um around the city and i thought that was like really cool and unique um so i did some walking went to the botanical gardens it was nice it was just super super hot so it wasn't really as fun to just be outside i think there's definitely times where i was like wow i, I would give anything to to be inside right now <laughs> and i didn't have to be out there but i don't when i travel i try not to just stay inside actually like get this feeling of like i'm i'm wasting my own time from just sitting inside and not doing anything um which i guess like it should be relaxing and i don't do anything that's stressful and like when i'm traveling but i try to make the most of my trip and see as much stuff as i want to see um but not try to overdo it obviously like i said i like to leave some things to be unseen so i have a reason to come back so that was cool and then um that night same thing kind of just went to get some food and just kind of see what the vibe was like around here. It was, it was really cool. I had a good time. I went to a lounge and stuff. Um, it was really interesting. Kind of the nightlife here and seeing what it's like. Honestly, I would say, like, this port of Spain, like, the area I'm staying in, uh, not only the architecture, but kind of, like, how the streets are set up and the style of it, it reminds me a lot of New Orleans. Um, and even kind of, like, the culture behind, like, just open open areas where you're, you're having people um, just congregate. Congregate. <laughs> You're having people congregate outside of bars and stuff where it's like the, the doors open up right onto the street. Um, so it's like a very inviting and welcoming atmosphere um, to be around. It's really cool. And there's a lot of people. There's there's some tourists here, I could tell, um, which was nice to not feel like I was the only tourist. Obviously, that, that would never be the case, but um, it was a cool feeling. People were really accepting and really nice and, and um, generous as well. Um, so then Saturday... Um, Kind of woke up and want to start my day. I slept in a bit because um, I know I had like a day and a half left and I want to get some rest. And I actually was able to meet up with uh, someone I was talking with and that was actually really cool. I got to see a different part of Port of Spain and I got to hear some perspective on like what life is like here. It's a really, um, really, really good conversation. Talks a lot about um, just the differences of cultures and like what like what it really means to, to grow up here and like what um, you know what the atmosphere is like in terms of like um, what people do for jobs and what people seek out of, in terms of enjoyment and fulfillment outside of like their normal day-to-day stuff and like is carnival like what people look forward to the most and we actually had a good conversation about kind of the issue with in Venezuela right now um, which is really unfortunate about um, just the crisis that they're having there and people are kind of trying to escape as fast as possible to come and this is the closest place well one of the closest places that they can go um because i think the closest like venezuela the the one place on the coast is about i think five to seven miles away from trinidad so super 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 close um so people are trying to escape here and actually that night um it's funny enough like i don't speak spanish fluently uh that night i actually ended up meeting somebody Venezuela just because I was I was asking you know trying to 
practice my Spanish as well. But I heard him speaking Spanish and I asked him where he's from and he just looked like he was, you know, looking for not help, but just couldn't really speak English. So I was just trying to, you know, have a conversation with him and chop it up. And he was just telling me everything that was kind of going wrong and the issues that he was facing. I had to leave his family. He had to come over here on a boat. Um, the people, it's it's a really tough situation for them. I kind of understand both sides of it where the people from Venezuela are trying to find a new opportunity because there's... It's, it's really bad there. So they end up uh, coming here, and it's kind of, I would say it's a similar topic of discussion as we have in the States with kind of, air quotes, immigrants coming over, illegal immigrants coming over uh, from Mexico and other countries, and us not, I think the general consensus is that um, there, it's, we know that immigration, there's there's ways, there can be a better way to facilitate immigration. I guess uh, that's the best way I can put it. There can be a better way to facilitate immigration um, into the country and assimilation, right? These people need help. They don't need to just be turned away. They're humans. There needs to be a way that we can help them and assimilate them in a way that can be beneficial for both sides of the party. That's, that's my take on it, right? Um, so, kind of interesting having a conversation with someone from Venezuela and someone from Trinidad and hearing the two sides of um, what the discussion was. And I actually was able to um, try and get an interview. So I'm gonna actually, wait, hold on, I'm gonna take a, take a break real quick. I'm gonna put some music on and um, I'm gonna bring you right back. It's a adjust something real quick, stay tuned.
Welcome back. Sorry about that. I had some technical difficulties. Um, so while we kind of, uh, I think I last left off, I was talking about the fact that I'm just having a really good conversation with this person. And, uh, just giving a really good insight into the country and what it was like and just made me kind of think, um, reflect a bit more about you know, my experience and like what I felt like as a foreigner traveling to this country and what I got from it and kind of comparing it to maybe some other countries that I've been to and traveled to as well. Um, and just like the, the traveling experience in general, I just want to think about that. Um, so I think really, one thing I really do appreciate is when I go out, how, to see how personable other cultures are in terms of how they value spending time with each other and like what they value doing in their leisure time. I think that's something that I think about a lot, like how, how people spend their leisurely time. Is it, I feel like, I, at least I feel like, and I think it depends on your circle, right? I think it depends on your circle of friends and like what your your socialization level is in terms of how you how you like to socialize and what you like to do. But I think in general the perception I've gotten from here and kind of the consensus is that people like to hang out. They like to drink. They like to hang out lime, right? They like to they value the time spent with each other um, and hanging out and like being together. And I think that's something I've like really picked up on not only from this country. Um, I got that kind of impression in Barbados too, um, Costa Rica same thing, France as well. Um, I didn't, I don't, I think England as well too, I, I mean I think the camaraderie was just like being around each other. But I really felt that down here that like people just like to just hang out and like they'll just stay out all night even if they have work in the morning, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I think last night I didn't get home until like five and people were just hanging out, like we were just I met some some other cool locals here, who um, one worked at the bar that I was at, and the other one um, was born here, moved to Canada for a bit, and then just moved back not too long ago. And um, it was interesting to hear his experience about like how he liked it and what he felt like growing up here and stuff like that. Um, and we're just talking for a long time. We ended up talking, so um, I, I, I thought until I left. Um, so I, I think that was cool. And something else that really struck me. Um, about my trip here, and I think this is traveling in general. I've noticed that like the food prices and like the quality of food is so much better when I travel. Um, in terms of what people what people pay for and like what they get in return, like a lot of natural, I would say I don't think people. It's a lot of natural. It's I don't think people expect to get like GMO or like modified products, but there's just a lot of like just naturally grown support for like local farmers and obviously there's stuff that's imported uh, from other places but people really try to like keep it within this country in terms of like what they get what they like what they eat what they source um i think that's really really cool i i think it's possible for us to do that in the states but i just think it's harder and there's there's a focus and like there's more there's just more commercial larger chains and i think like the issue that i've seen is that these larger corporations really control how the food is distributed, marketed, um, priced, etc. So it's it's hard to, it's just too competitive. There's too many things competing to like make you have to pay more for what you're getting. And I think the quality that you're getting, or that we're getting, excuse me, in the U.S. is just not up to par of what it should be for what we're paying. Like, I don't mind paying more to get the best product, but I think it should be relative. I don't think there should be 
yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm probably going to do another whole episode on it. I just think that it's kind of, it's kind of unfortunate that we have such, one, food scarcity in places right here. You can get food at any place. And I think, I mean, that kind of is true, at least where I live. You could get food any place. It's just the type of food that you're getting, right? But I think, like, here, obviously, it's a tropical environment, so they can grow food. food. There's, like, mango, there's mango trees everywhere. Um, there's fruits growing. People have gardens and stuff like that. It's, it's just, it's a bit different. Um, corner stores sell, like, fresh fruit, produce, etc. Um, so that's something I really, really appreciate um, about being here. Um, but just to kind of wrap up, um, the one thing I'm really super appreciative about this trip is the fact that um, these experiences really helped me push myself out of my comfort zone. And like I said before, I haven't been to, I've never been here before, and I didn't really know people here before I had got here. Um, so I just think it's a good experience to, I'll recommend this to anybody to solo travel. It can be hard and it can be difficult it can be a bit intimidating as well i'm not gonna lie to you and say like everything is perfect um especially when you're not familiar with the place and you really may not have connections or roots to the place you're going um or if you speak if you don't speak the language etc but i think that like feeling of exploration and that adrenaline you get from it is really refreshing um and kind of like self-affirming right you can like you show yourself that you're able to do something that um will push yourself out of that comfort zone and will kind of like help you grow in a way um, your experience and like kind of how you view yourself and hopefully the world after will definitely be different and change I told people while I was out here that I was traveling by myself and they're like why what are you doing that for and then that was like some people actually I met this this gentleman last night he was um he said he travels a lot himself and he was like it just it opens up your your eyes to the world and like the things that how different everything is in different places and the cultures that people have and it, becomes, it makes you become more accepting and kind of understanding of what people go through and their stories and their backgrounds and I think it's very humanizing because you get to meet all these different people that that share actually like different experiences but they're very similar but the things that we go through I think the human experience is something that we kind of all share in a way and that's the more that I kind of meet people from different places is what I'm saying we kind of all go through very similar things um and at like similar times in our life and it's kind of interesting to see how those um those things play out for those people in, in different places and like what kind of support and how they value what those those life-changing moments are um so I, I just think that's like really fascinating it's something I really appreciate about my experience here um, outside of that I mean soca music's amazing um the vibe from the clubs people like to dance people like to uh you know hang out and just talk and that's that's something I really like doing um and I just you know and the food in and of itself is just amazing I actually had Jamaican food twice while I was out here <laughs> I don't kind of questionable decision on my part both times but um it was good I just want to try it out I just wanted to see like I think the irony of eating Jamaican food in Trinidad and how good it actually could be and I was not I was not too too impressed to be honest but I will say this the attitude at the place both places I went to was the same. So if there's one thing that Jamaicans keep consistent, it is the attitude that they have at these food establishments. They do not want to be there. <laughs> they're acting like they do not want to be there. I thought that was like the funniest thing. I was like, wow. Doesn't matter if I'm in Bloomfield, if I'm in <laughs> if I'm in Washington DC, New York, or um, <laughs> Trinidad or Tobago. The, they keep it super consistent with how they, <laughs> the people at these restaurants are. 
they rarely, very rarely have the food that you want, <laughs> and they're often not pleased to be <laughs> in those situations trying to help you out. So I, <laughs> I thought that was really funny, um, how consistent that was. Um, but outside of that, I would, I would absolutely recommend if you get the chance to come out here. I think like being around these people and this, and this vibe here is, is very, very energizing and very. Um, It's a very open, warm, and kind of bubbly environment. And I think part of that, too, is one of the reasons why I wanted to come here is because I think it's so cool that there's such a, a large cultural mix here, right? So you have black people here. You have Amerindians, native indigenous people that have been here forever. Um, you have now a lot of Venezuelans. There's been an influx of Venezuelans. You have a lot of Spanish people coming in. Um, there's a very small population of Syrians, but the, I think, questionable side of that is that they own, they're like in the top 1% of the country, so they own a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of the country, and they have very deep wealth and very big ownership over a lot of Trinidad, which I thought that was something, I actually, I took the time to watch um, Anthony Bourdain, shout out to one of, uh, one of the people that I looked up to in terms of just how he was able to, as a journalist, and like how he was able to just tell stories and just live life. I think every time I watched an episode of um, No Reservations, I was living vicariously through him. And that's like what I really enjoyed about the show is just the way that he approached every people and every people, every person, um, and all the people he met, and how he was just very gracious and you know understanding and patient with what they wanted to offer him. Um, no matter if he was in West Virginia, if he was in Saigon, if he was in Singapore, if he was in Irma, Bhutan, um, any of those places, he was always, always a very um, gracious and uh, just very kind to the people he's with and just told a very, very good narrative about the places there. So I actually watched that episode um, and I think in, that was like kind of dead on with what I got from here. I think it was really similar. Um, I would, I would actually highly recommend people come out here. Um, one concern that I guess I... Oh, so if I go back to it. There was, there's so much mixing, right? So the Syrians own a lot, and I didn't realize like, how much they owned and how much of a big stake they have in, in the country in of itself. Um, so I guess Port of Spain in particular is very industrialized in terms of um, what the resources that they have here are that they, they drill for oil um, off the coast and they have a lot of that. So it is one of the more, I would say, developed of the Caribbean islands in terms of what you're, you're seeing for, maybe not infrastructure, but just how how built up the city is, I'll say that. Is that like synonymous? They might be, but I think that was that was something that was interesting about here. But there's, there's a lot of mix and then outside of the Syrians, you also have um, Indians are brought over as um, indentured servants. I, forget, I think this is in the 1800s or so. Um, so they brought over for indentured servitude. And this, all these people are in, in Africans coming over as well. Um, black people. So I think like there's just such an interesting melange of, of people. And I think one of the things I actually felt really grat like grateful for when I got here is actually the fact that I felt like I didn't stick out like a sore thumb. And I kind of like everyone. There's a lot of mixed mixed people here, and that was something I, I was really appreciative. Cause I myself am mixed, and I think like 
oftentimes there's a bit of, um, especially growing up, a bit of like identity, I don't say crisis, but issues you're trying to, like if you're, if you're more than two things, you don't identify as just one single thing. Sometimes like people box you into one thing or the other, or you feel like you have to kind of um, conform to one thing or the other instead of just being able to, um, how I see now as I'm older, is just be yourself and you know, people have to take it or leave it kind of thing, um, as long as you're gracious and you know, kind to people, etc. Um, so I really appreciate the fact that there's so much mixing here and um, actually felt like for once I didn't stand out because of my appearance and how I, how I looked. I felt like I kind of almost fit in in a way. Um, so I thought that was, that was really cool. Um, and I think as a result of that, because there's such a melange of the people here and the cultures, right, if you think African food, um, food that like slaves created, so I'd, I would say like, you know, food from um, lack of sustenance, right, using being resourceful food is like, I guess the way I'll put it. Um, you know, they have to make do with what they have. So the food from that, um, I said Indians, American Indians, that food, um, and there's actually a lot of Chinese here now as well. So there's, there's like this really large mix of just, and like kind of the Caribbean influence of that food as well. There's just this really large influence, and sorry, last one, and Spanish, like but Venezuelan food, like arepas are, are coming more popular here, and there's a lot of mix of that kind of food. I think you just get like this really unique um, experience in terms of just really the unique culinary experience. People like to eat here. Food is a big, it's a social thing, right? People like to go out and get food together, eat, drink, etc. Um, cookouts, lime by the river, etc. Uh, but I think as a result, there's, there's a unity that comes from all those different cultures and the food that they make. Right, like I mentioned, roti, right? Traditionally, an Indian um, style of bread and making it, preparing it, but the fillings are similarly very Indian um, in influence. Yet yeah, it's loved and adored by people across the island, all people, right? Um, even internationally as well. So I, I just think that's like one example, one very um, poor example. It's just it's something that makes up the unique identity of this. Um, of this place and I just think that's so beautiful and such a cool, cool aspect of, of this place. Um, so I have, I have another day here and I'm probably going to continue. I definitely didn't touch on everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, there's some other topics that I'm going to get to and I'll hopefully have an interview, interview with you, um, for you with, uh, with my friend, um, kind of helping promote what she does and kind of give some of her story about, um, growing up here and experience and, you know, what, what, what she likes. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing that and sharing that with you guys. Um, I just want to thank you for tuning in. This is Sapphire Kitchen Radio. We are on the way out. Uh, I got my last day in Port of Spain today. Uh, wish you all a blessed day. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Have a blessed one. Peace. <laughs>